Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Prepare to be blessed as pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau leads us into the anointed study of the Word of God, teaching and empowering you how to impact your world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching you how to receive the blessings and provisions of God and how to walk through this life with Freedom Through Faith. And now, here's Pastor Robert Thibodeau. We now rejoin today's message already in progress. And it says, Mary left her home, went to her cousin Elizabeth's house. As soon as she walked in, John the Baptist was in the presence of his Lord and leaped in the womb. Elizabeth began to prophesy. Then Mary started to prophesy. And it says, Mary stayed there three more months and then returned home. Well, if Elizabeth was already six months pregnant, Three months means Mary stayed there to see the birth of John the Baptist. Now, while she was staying with Elizabeth, Elizabeth's father, I'm sorry, husband, was dumb. He could not speak. But the moment John the Baptist was born and they started giving it names and he asked for a tablet and wrote on there, his name is John. His mouth was loosed and he began to speak and praise God, Scripture says. And that's when Mary returned home. She said, my God has done this thing. I can return home and not be killed Because within me is that holy thing, a gift from God to the world. He will protect me. She knew. She had this confidence. God was a giving God. And she was going to give this child growing inside her unconditional love. Now, with Joseph... He found out Mary had run off to be with her cousin Elizabeth. And word got back to him, it's because she's pregnant. Now in that day and time, oh my God. Joseph contemplating, you know, he he really respected Mary. He wanted to marry Mary. He wanted her as his wife. But now this changes things, you know. If he made it public, what he had found out, she would be stoned by the authorities. And that's when the angel came to him and said, Don't fear, for Mary is carrying the Messiah. And you will be 
recognized as the father of the Messiah in the world. So Joseph accepted that. I mean, it's not often you get a visitation from an angel of God telling him, telling you these things. So he loved Jesus as well. And they poured their love into Jesus as he was growing up. Jesus is the representation of God. He's the physical manifestation of God in a flesh body. Now, he is all God, but he laid aside his divine attributes to live, to grow as a human being in the earth. But his spirit was always in tune with God the Father. But his mind, this muscle, this mass contained in the skull, had to be trained. Jesus had to be trained. He had to be potty trained. Because he was living in a human body. He wasn't instantly born or walking around like, Hey, what's up, man? This is Jesus. I Man, I'm the Son of God. No, he wasn't doing any of that. He had to be potty trained. He had to be spoon-fed. As he continued to grow and become a toddler, he would stumble and fall and had to be picked up. He would cry. The first time he's tried feeding himself, he probably missed his mouth several times, just like babies do. You know, they put more food on them and on the floor than they do in their mouth. He had messy diapers or whatever they used in that day. He had to learn his mind, the human mind, had to learn just like a human being. How to conduct yourself, how to walk and talk and run and play and cry. And at the same time, it's the responsibility of the father of the house to train the male children to become rabbis. And I have a study about the Samika of Jesus and how you know he was brought up in that fashion, to be a rabbi, because that's what every Jewish boy wanted to attain, was the position of a rabbi. And the first few times that Joseph was probably trying to teach him the book of Leviticus, which they had to have memorized in order to, by age uh, seven in order to go to elementary school, The first few times, Jesus' mind probably could not comprehend the right order of things, but through practice, he was getting it. Remember, Jesus was God's gift, a giving God. Jesus was a giving God. He gave Mary and Joseph the Messiah of Israel to raise And they received this gift of God knowing that at some point in time they would have to share this gift of love with everyone. Just like raising that little lamb to become a sacrificial sheep. And Jesus grew. Jesus was learning. 
at age 12, uh, and I'm not going to go into all the details, get the study, go back to the archives, look for the Samika of Jesus. I have a book that's getting ready to come out. It's in editing process right now called the Samika of Jesus, where I lay all these things out in detail. But at age 12, not age 13, not 14, not 10, but at age 12, these Jewish boys had to be, uh, we would liken it to being interviewed by the leadership of the temple. What's the word I'm looking for, Lord? Authorities. To give them permission to go to the Bet Safar. I think that's the name of it. sitting here right now. But the next level of education for the rabbis. They had to prove they not only had memorized the Torah, but they could recall scripture on demand, depending on the situation being presented to them. And they could continue a question and answer about the scriptures without fail. They could keep the conversation going. And Jesus wasn't going to your regular public school. There was enough money in the family account given to them by the wise men at two years of age when they visited the house. Scripture says it wasn't the manger where the three wise men arrived. It was the house. And age two and under were killed by Herod. So we know it was at age two. These gifts allowed the family to provide more or less private education for Jesus. They'd hire the best of the best. Amen? Well, since he wasn't in the regular public school system, he had to have an exam, an examination by the authorities in order to proceed in his rabbinical training. And that's when he was at the temple. And Scripture says that uh, they were all amazed at his ability to answer questions and ask questions. See, he was being grilled in that. And they were amazed at his knowledge and his ability. So this allowed him to continue with his education. And you hear nothing else during that time, from age 12 to age 30, somewhere in that 18-year gap, Joseph died. But during his life, he was giving of his love to the Messiah who is love because he is God. He was giving back to God the love God had given to him to take care of. Mary at the wedding feast She's seen Jesus coming, wearing his rabbinical. Well, let's back up a little bit more. Where Jesus went to John the Baptist. John recognized him. The Lamb that takes the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. As he pointed to Jesus. Jesus came down to be baptized because rabbis had to be baptized to enter their rabbinical priesthood. John's like, whoa, you come to me to be baptized? I need to be baptized by you, brother. Jesus said, no, baptize me so we can fulfill scripture. Now, I'm, I'm giving you the gospel according to Bob here, all right? Putting it in plain English. And as John baptized Jesus, 
And he came up out of the water. The Holy Spirit fell upon him. And from that moment on, he was a rabbi. Anointed by God with Somika. Because as John the Baptist said, there is the Lamb of God. That's witness number one. Had to have two witnesses at your baptism. And the voice of God echoed down from heaven. This is my, what kind of son? Beloved son. In whom I'm well pleased. This is the son that I pour everything I have out into. And I am well pleased to do it. It pleases me to pour myself, my Holy Spirit self into this who is my son that I love and give completely to. Catch that phrase now? Amen. Jesus went out and started gathering his disciples. I'm not going to go into that. Read the book, The Samika of Jesus. Or listen to the archives. But at the wedding feast, you know, Mary's been preparing for this day when Jesus is going to enter his priesthood. And she's been studying the scriptures how the Lamb of God must be slain. And she's trying to figure out what all this means. And here comes Jesus to this wedding dressed in rabbi clothes. So she knows he's a rabbi. He's entered his office. And he has disciples following him, proving he is a rabbi. She knows this means he is now fulfilling the purpose for his existence. And when they came and said, you know, there's no wine. What's the, how did Jesus respond to that? A woman? Now that, that sounds very derogatory nowadays, but basically he was saying, mom, what, I have no responsibility for the wine. What's that to us? Well, obviously Mary was deeply involved in providing and helping out at this wedding feast. She was giving of herself. And maybe perhaps she was in charge of the wine. We don't know. But she came to Jesus about this problem. They have no more wine. Now the wedding feast is supposed to last seven days. Jesus said, Mom, what's that got to do with us? Nevertheless, I guess <laughs> I liken it to the look. You know, when you were a child, maybe you were out in public, maybe you were at the store, and you did something that you shouldn't have, it wasn't bad enough for a whipping right there in the store. It wasn't bad enough for a tongue lashing right there at the store. But you do something, as soon as you do it, you know you did wrong. And you look up real quick at your mom, and she's giving you the look. Amen. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Thank you for your enthusiasm over the look. Because every one of us knows the look. Amen. I believe Jesus got the look. And 
he recognized in himself, yeah, okay. And that's when Mary turned to the servant and said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And then the rest is history. I'm not going to go into detail on that. Jesus walking the earth, his last three years of his life, loved everyone. That's why he would heal them. He had compassion. He had love. He wanted to give of himself, who is of God, who had given him everything. He gave to everyone his love. Amen. Glory to God. That's why in verse John 3, verse 16, God so loved the world that he gave everything he had to his only begotten son. Jesus later said, God has given me everything. He's given me all authority in heaven and in earth. And then he turns to his disciples and says, now you go. And over in Matthew chapter 10, verse 7, he says, as you go, preach that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let's take a look at that verse, praise God. The kingdom is where the will of the king is done. Amen? Oh, praise God. The will of the king is the kingdom. Amen? And Jesus said that the kingdom of God resides. You know, if he is the king and he is residing in us, that means we have the kingdom of God is in us. Praise God. So when you pray the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, our Father, the one we have a loving relationship with, the one, a Father who gives his child everything, our Father who gives us everything, though you're in heaven, oh, Father, holy and reverent, we hold your name. Your kingdom has come to this earth. Jesus said, when he's talking to the Pharisees, he said, if I cast out the devil with just my finger, you can know that the kingdom of God has come to you. Amen. The kingdom of heaven resided on this earth in Jesus. Amen. And... Our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom has come and will come in the physical form. Right now it's here in the spirit form. We're praying for manifestation of the kingdom of God on this earth. Well, the manifestation needs to come from within you first spiritually. And this kingdom dwelling in you. You should be giving to those you meet. That is the will of God, that all men should be saved and none should perish. Amen. The kingdom of heaven 
where the will of God is accomplished on this earth just as it is in heaven. What's next, though? Thank you for all the provision that you give to us. All of our daily needs are met. Thank you for giving to us this day our daily bread, our daily provision. We are fed day by day just as a baby is fed day by day. And our bread is from heaven. The word of the Most High God being given to us each and every day. Thank you for the forgiveness of all our sins. How? Through God's giving of love to us. We transferred the love he gave to us to the Lamb of God who was among us. That was offered to God as a sacrifice. Now, let me stop right there for a second. I got into this and we got talking about Jesus. Let me finish that subject line. My God, time is flying by. Jesus in the garden knew what was coming. Just like you can take an animal to the vet, it senses this isn't good. Amen. Those animals taken to be the sacrifice for the family. They could send, they could smell death in the air. That if you're a hunter and you've ever let's just use a nice word, cleaned the animal in the field, you know that smell. Imagine when thousands of sacrifices were taking place every day. That temple, it was not, oh, it was beautiful to look at. Just like you see pictures of inner cities that, you know, the the main market area is always well lit and beautiful to look at in the picture. When you visit it in real life, yes, that one street may be beautiful. Go two blocks over, though, if you dare, if you know what I mean. That is what the temple was like. It stunk. Carcasses were being burned. Ashes were being hauled outside the camp. It was a bloody, nasty mess in the temple complex. And these lambs were being brought there. They could sense it. They wanted no part of it. They were being brought against their will by the people who had bestowed all this love on them. Jesus flipped it around. And these people brought him to the authorities to be sacrificed for the nation. But instead of fighting it, Jesus willingly gave of himself because he knew this was the only way God could fulfill his will to give fully to his people. 
Those that receive it receive the gift, the complete giving of God into their spirits, into their very being, creating in them new life. For the old man died and has passed away. And behold, all things are new. This life created in the inside of these fleshly bodies is representative of the love of God in this earth. Amen. Praise God. Oh, I could go on and on. Turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 39. No. Let's go up. Let's go up to verse 34. Who is he that condemns us? The, The intent there is who condemns us. It's the Messiah that died, but rather has risen again who is even now at the right hand of God, who is there to make intercession for us, who can separate us from the love, the complete giving of the Messiah to us. Can tribulation separate us from that? No. Can stress? No. Can persecution or famine? No. If they take away all your clothes, does that separate you from the love that God has for us and has given to us? No. Can threats, can peril, if they kill you, will that separate you from God? No. For as it is written, I mean, if it comes to that point and they want to behead you because you refuse to recant that you are saved as a Christian. If it comes to that point that you find yourself in a position, you could be in a a mall and one of these guys starts shooting people and you can't escape. And they walk up and say, are you a Christian or a Muslim? You better stand tall. And give to them the love of God that you have dwelling in you. And say, I am a Christian. And though you may be ready to kill me, I want to tell you, God loves you. And if they shoot you in the head or chop off your head or whatever it is, that still cannot separate you from the love of God. Amen. For your sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. That's what I just went over. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Through him that gave completely to us. Giving of himself so completely, he emptied himself, scripture says. To us. For I'm persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, neither height, nor depth, nor any other creation shall be able to separate us from what? The love 
of God, the gift of love giving so completely to us, which is in and through and by the Messiah, Jesus our Lord. You have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website, www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's ftfm.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.